What a finish to the Southern 500, the first race of the NASCAR playoffs. Uh, it delivered. This is one of the crown jewel events in NASCAR by everyone's, you know, account and by mine also. I believe the Southern 500 is right there. It's one of the crown jewels with Daytona, Coke 600, and in my opinion, the uh, Bristol Night Race. Um, that those are just that'd be my grand slam. The Southern 500 delivers. It usually delivers. Tonight it delivered. It was a long one. Um, if you sat there and watched all what 367 laps or whatever, whew, congratulations. Uh, I sat there and watched it all, and it's a it's a long night. That's it's a tough one. Kevin Harvick is unstoppable. Um, at this point, I don't know how anybody thinks we're gonna slow Kevin Harvick down this year. Um, he's gonna have to have trouble. That's just all there is to it. If he does not run into trouble. Week after week, on a consistent basis, too. I don't mean next week, you know, he blows a tire at Richmond. No, 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 no. That's not good enough. If he doesn't absolutely just start slumping in the next round, this guy's going to walk into Phoenix, a place that he's won, what, eight or nine times already? You can go ahead and put his name on the championship trophy at this point. Um, and they did not have a race-winning car today. He knows it. The team knows it. Everyone knows it. Martin Truex and Chase Elliott and Denny Hamlin had the three best cars all night. Um, I think everybody can pretty much agree on that. Chase Elliott and Martin Truex are battling for the win. They wreck each other. Um, I'll get into that in a minute. But Kevin Harvick, the ultimate opportunist, running third, ends up taking over the lead, holds on to it, has to hold off Austin Dillon, who, what a run for Austin Dillon. I am probably Austin Dillon's biggest hater. I will always be hard on him. I will always try to challenge him, say he's not good enough, he doesn't deserve it. I'm always cracking on Austin Dillon. Not tonight. That boy drove his balls off, finished second, had a chance to win the race. I don't know what Kevin Harvick did in those last two laps to lose like a second to Austin Dillon. Um, but yeah, coming into, coming out of three and four, man, Austin Dillon was letting it hang. And if there had been one more lap, whew, that might've been a real close finish, especially with lap traffic playing a role there. But, uh, Kevin Harvick held off Austin Dillon gets his what eighth win of the year. Now I think he's going to be in the championship race. Uh, that's, that's not a hot take. So man, it was good to see fans back at Darlington. That's something that Harvick mentioned after the race. Um, if y'all remember back, he won, I think, the very first race that NASCAR came back after the coronavirus break uh, was at Darlington. Kevin Harvick won it, and there was obviously no fans there. So the very first thing that Kevin Harvick mentions when he gets out of the car is, it's great to have fans. Um, and honestly, bravo to NASCAR. Um, I know college football is starting. I know we're, you know, in the middle of the base or the basketball playoffs. The baseball playoffs will be starting at the end of the month. Um, but NASCAR got their regular season finished. They finished their regular season. They've had fans in attendance for, you know, a good number of races. They are really leading the way, in my opinion, as far as responding to the coronavirus when it comes to the major sports. Um, they didn't do a bubble like basketball and hockey. Um, they're letting fans in, unlike baseball. Let's see how the NFL and college football does. 
I pray that it's good. Um, but just shout out to NASCAR for getting their regular season done and starting the playoffs today. That's a big deal. And I don't know if I've ever been more excited for some playoffs than I am this year for, for NASCAR playoffs. Um, and I think it's because of the tracks that are in the playoffs. Having the Southern 500 at Darlington kick off the playoffs, I absolutely love it. Um, and I know it's because they moved the schedule around and we're actually going to end the season a little earlier this year. I'm totally okay with that. I think this should be the format going forward. Um, I think the night race at Bristol should always be in the playoffs. I think Martinsville should always be an elimination race. And the Southern 500 needs to lead off the playoffs. I thought tonight was great. Um, yeah, I, I was I was very entertained. I mentioned Truex and Chase Elliott going for the win by, what, 12, 13 laps to go, whatever it was. Chase Elliott's leading. Truex gets a huge run off of three and four, which I don't understand what Chase Elliott is doing going to the bottom on three and four. When you've been on the high side and you know the high side works, just keep running up high. Um, as long as you're running up high, Truex is not going to be able to get that run on you and catch you. Um, and Sure as shit, Chase Elliott runs the bottom in three and four. Truex gets that run. It's a drag race down the front stretch, and Truex just absolutely bonsai's him going into one and two. Now, I don't, I, I'm not going to sit here and bash Truex for that. I do like Chase Elliott. I hope Chase Elliott retaliates with, uh, against Martin Truex at either Richmond or Bristol, or maybe wait later in the playoffs. I just said the very last race before the championship race is Martinsville. And that'd be a hell of a time to get some payback on someone. Uh, I don't know if Chase wants to hold on to it for that long. Maybe he'll take advantage of it at Richmond, maybe Bristol, whatever. Um, I would like to see Chase get some revenge on Truex because I just want controversy. I'm that guy. I think NASCAR should always have storylines. I want it. Um, but I don't blame Truex. Truex did absolutely nothing wrong right there. If you're going to give me the high side and let me get that run down the front stretch, I'm going to do it. And then because I don't know if I'm going to get that run again, I'm sending it into one. And that's exactly what Truex did. It did not stick. He goes up into the wall with Chase, ruins both their nights. Chase ends up 20th. I think Truex was 22nd, a lap down. Ruined their night. They're running first and second. Now, they're 20th and 22nd. That's garbage. But I don't blame Truex. Um, this is the playoffs. Joe Gibbs pays you to win races. Joe Gibbs does not pay you to finish second and be okay finishing second. Joe Gibbs wants wins. I don't blame Truex. This is one of them deals. And I make fun of that saying sometimes because racing is the only sport and it's the only place on earth where it's just one of them deals makes completely makes a ton of sense. Um, anyone who's not a racing guy, has never grown up around racing, doesn't watch a lot of racing, if you're hearing the phrase, it's just one of them deals, you're probably like, what? What? <laughs> Wait a minute, what? Um, it Today, that was one of them deals. Chase did everything he had to do. Truex did everything he had to do. We as fans are the beneficiary because we got to see that. So as far as going forward, I do hope Chase retaliates because I want to see it. I want to see storylines in NASCAR. 
I mentioned Austin Dillon finishing second. I don't know where this came from. I have absolutely no idea where this speed came from. I don't know where that talent came from. Uh, Austin Dillon was on fire. This was not a fluke second place finish. He was top 10 all night. He legitimately had a chance to beat Kevin Harvick, win the race, and advance into the next round of the playoffs, which would have been absolute chaos if that happened uh because i think everybody thinks austin Dillon will be eliminated in this first round of the playoffs uh if he would have won tonight and booked his ticket to the next round that's worst case scenario i, I don't i don't know what to tell you i'm not an austin Dillon guy and he doesn't really need to be in the playoffs so but a hell of a run tonight i'm not gonna i'm not gonna sit here and hate on him on the opposite end of the spectrum wow I don't think Ryan Blaney could have had a worse day. Uh, before the race even starts, uh, it is announced that there was a... what? How did they word it? There's a ballast, a weight on the car that was not properly tied down or whatever. And so his crew chief gets thrown out. He loses 10 points. And he has to start at the back of tonight's race. Before the race even started... Ryan Blaney lost 10 points and was officially on the bubble. That is, you cannot make that mistake. I understand it was an accident. Apparently, it was just a little five-pound weight to help simulate some of the fluids that are going to be in the car during a race. It's for setup purposes and for wind tunnel. I get all that. But you cannot make that mistake in the playoffs. You absolutely cannot. We have seen every year, it is the mistakes in the playoffs that determine who wins the championship. Uh, and Ryan Blaney and the entire 12 team, terrible start. I have, I have them in the Final Four in Phoenix. I do think he is a championship threat. This is not how you start the playoffs, though. This absolutely turned the page. You know, write everything down that happened today on a piece of paper. Burn that piece of paper and never speak about it again. Focus on next week. Got a long way to go still. These next two weeks are absolutely crucial. But it wasn't just Blaney. Matt DiBenedetto was absolutely out to lunch from the second the green flag dropped. Uh, that Wood Brothers 21, I, I <laughs> it was nowhere close. I don't know. We... we the Cup cars ran at Darlington twice in May. And I don't know if the Wood Brothers just didn't write anything down, their setups, nothing, because they acted like they've never even seen Darlington before. Uh, that car was absolutely out to lunch. There was, there was nothing going right for Matt DiBenedetto and that 21 team. And I think everybody wants to see the Wood Brothers succeed. If you don't want to see the Wood Brothers succeed, you have problems. Um, everybody is cheering for Matty D. You cannot have another performance like tonight. Um, now, we are going to Bristol in a couple weeks, a place that he should already have a win at. Um, Blaney also. That's going to be the champion. That's going to be the cutoff race for the first round. And with Ryan Blaney and Matt DiBenedetto having absolute awful days today, you've got to run decent at Richmond. You need a top 10. And then you've got to go all in at Bristol. Um, and those are tracks where those two should already have wins at, and they don't. Uh, they run very well 
very well at Bristol. Um, but yeah, great day for Austin Dillon. Obviously a great day for Kevin Harvick. Terrible day for Blaney and Benedetto. That was all on the track. Up in the booth, for the second stage, they had Dale Earnhardt Jr., Kyle Petty, and Dale Jarrett call the entire second stage of the race. No disrespect to Jeff Burton or Steve Letarte, Dale Jarrett absolutely belongs in the broadcast booth. Um, back when ESPN still cared about NASCAR and still showed races, and it was Alan Bestwick, Dale Jarrett, and Andy Petrie in the booth, that team was absolute fire. They were so good. And Dale Jarrett is very, very good in the broadcast booth. Personally, we don't need Jeff Burton. You can put Jeff Burton on the pre-race show with Kyle Petty, and I'm fine with that. Put Dale Jarrett in the booth, NBC. Come on. We got, we got to do better. Um, give me the Dale and Dale show. Dale Jr. and Dale Jarrett every week. Look, give me that. The Dale and Dale show. Look, sign me up. I should be on your marketing team. It was throwback weekend at Darlington. And... Mostly everyone ran throwback paint schemes. Everyone should. Uh, if you don't run a throwback paint scheme, you're a terrible sport and everyone hates you. So these were my top five favorite paint schemes of the weekend. Now I was just going to do the cup cars, but I quickly realized it was underwhelming this year in the cup series. Uh, and spoiler alert, I did not put Jimmy Johnson's Richard Petty, Dale Earnhardt throwback on this list. I just don't think that card looks good. I think it's cool that he's throwing back to the other two seven-time champions. Um, I just don't think that card looks good, honestly. I think it would have looked better if there was a line going down the entire like length of the car, and this half of the car was black, and then this half of the car was Petty Blue, if you want to do a tribute that way. But two-toning the car the way they did, I, I just don't think it looks good. So he's not on here. Number five, I've got Austin Dillon's throwback. I don't know what 2020 has come to that I am celebrating Austin Dillon. I am giving him credit. I'm sure he didn't come up with this scheme. Uh, but his Junior Johnson scheme tonight, I loved it. I love the old school stuff. If you, as you can see behind me, I've got Fireball Roberts up there. I've got an old Kale Yarborough car. I got Bill Elliott. I got David Pearson over here. Bunch of old pictures on that Daytona 500 poster. I love Throwback Weekend. I love old NASCAR stuff, and I love seeing these paint schemes that I didn't grow up seeing. So Austin Dillon's Junior Johnson scheme number five. I love it. Number four, I'm going with Matt De Benedetto's. Who is that? Marvin Panch. The Matt De Benedetto Marvin Panch scheme. The Wood Brothers are the most iconic team in NASCAR. They've had a million different drivers, pretty much the same paint scheme forever, and I love it. It's iconic. The red and white is iconic. It will always be iconic to me. I love it. Um, you can have a different throwback every single year, um, and it, it just slaps. Every year it slaps. Uh, but that's not the only Wood Brothers car we're going to see on here. Number three is Cole Custer throwing back to Curtis Turner. Again, Red and white, they just go together. Hell, look at my shirt. Red and white. Uh, the colors red and white just absolutely go together. I love it. Um, Curtis, I, I thought that was a great one. Number two, this one, I, I think you guys know I'm a huge fan of Hendrick Motorsports and Rick Hendrick. I met Rick Hendrick. Um, I love the guy. And his son, Ricky, was going to be a, a major 
a, a major figure in NASCAR. Um, and I and he was obviously taken way too soon in the plane crash in 04. Um, so the number two scheme is Greg Biffle's truck, actually, that he ran earlier today. And it was a Ricky Hendrick throwback, the number 24. Um, obviously, Ricky's was a number five, but whatever. Um, yeah, I, I love that scheme. I thought that was really cool to see a Ricky Hendrick tribute truck out there. Um, anytime you can throw back to someone that meant a lot to a lot of people. Um, I know Ricky had an impact on Jimmy Johnson, Dale Jr. He was tight with Brian Vickers. Um, Ricky, Kyle Busch, I think. Uh, Ricky had an impact, and it's really cool to see an outside team, because this wasn't even a Hendrick Motorsports truck. To see an outside team pay tribute to Ricky Hendrick, I loved it. I, that was... I mean, that was my second favorite paint scheme of the weekend. Number one, this is an absolute layup. If you know me, if you know my family, the red and white Wood Brothers 21, you cannot beat it. And we already had one with Matty D earlier. This one, Zane Smith's truck, that red and white with the gold number, had I think it had David Pearson's name on the door. That truck was absolutely beautiful. I wanted Zane Smith to win today's race so bad, today's truck race, just to see that truck in victory lane. That truck is beautiful. Um, I, I don't know what the future of NASCAR is, what the future of the Wood Brothers is, things like that. The Wood Brothers should always run red and white. That scheme right there that Zane Smith ran, the red and white with the gold numbers, that is the best-looking car. Well, today it was a truck. That's the best-looking scheme in NASCAR. Anytime you can throw back to a Wood Brothers paint scheme, I love it. Uh, so that was my favorite. I just think that truck looks so clean. Um, so that was that. That was the Southern 500. That was the kickoff to NASCAR's playoffs. Next weekend, another night race, Saturday night in Richmond. Um, if you're not watching Clemson, blow the doors off of Wake Forest. Watch the race at Richmond. I think it'll be a good one. So I'll see y'all next week.